I'm ready to go. I drank a Mountain Dew Kickstarter, a quarter of one before arrival. So I'm excited. We are here uh, in Studio 36 in Irvine. Um, my name is Jared Gray. We're talking to a good friend of mine. His name is Dave Zito. And I, the last time I saw you, you had uh, a DJ Santa sweater. True. And the first question I have is, it was a fantastic gift that you got. Um, but did you get to wear it after our Secret Pal Exchange? Well, I think the great thing about the Santa sweater story is really what the evolution of the sweater was. So it all started when, I, you know, I'm, I'm a third grade teacher. Mr. Gray is a sixth grade teacher. Teachers like to, to talk to one another. They also like to buy gifts for one another. We do. That's true. I had a secret Santa um, gift exchange at my own school, and somebody knew I was a Harry Potter fan. So she took it upon herself to buy what she felt would be the appropriate sized sweater for me. Oh. It was a um, Slytherin cardigan sweater size. Are you Slytherin? I am. Um, we'll, we'll get more into that later. I have a question about that later, but okay, go, yes. continue. And um, the size on the sweater was not a large, not extra large, but a double XL. And she said, put it on, Dave. And um, I you, attempted did to... Did you feel self-conscious about that? Because she didn't, she didn't ask you ahead of time, like, what size are you? It wasn't as though you had made peace with the fact. Right. I had tried on her version of the sweater, which clearly didn't fit me, but... Um, we felt like if we jumped up three sizes from hers, it would it would surely fit. And needless to say, when I attempted to put on this Slytherin sweater, it was it was like Tommy Boy. It was uh, <laughs> it was uh, fat guy in a little coat. It was fat guy in a, a Slytherin sweater. Slytherin sweater, sure. It was very embarrassing. It had to be returned, and so to, go, to add one more X. Yes, probably a quadruple XL, which unfortunately was not offered by this particular retailer. Sure. I think they're discriminating against people like me. Don't say Anyways. their name. They don't pay for advertising. Don't say their name. <laughs> Anyways, they, uh, the uh, person that got me the Santa sweater, she also got me the double XL, but this time it was it was a perfect fit. Um, I've learned I am a, a, a true double XL, and the Santa sweater was worn several times. Um, Just through the, through the holidays. Through the holidays. Yes. and Big you, hit every uh, time. Yeah, I, I think when you hit the uh, lights on that sweater, you, you bear That's a certain right. responsibility. People notice you. Yes. So I, I had to go go big every time I put that sweater on. That's awesome. That was a great gift. It was the best. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Um, I have a present for you, speaking of gifts. Um, uh, several weeks ago, I went to Dave & Buster's, <laughs> and I know you're a new dad. And so um, I won some... I won some tickets. Yeah. Uh, so I got it's it's marked hip pack, but we know it's a fanny pack. Right. Um, I want to describe it. This is it looks like like a Grateful Dead T-shirt. It almost. does. And um, it's bright pink and has blue and green yellow, and it's it's really beautiful. And I think as a new dad, this is like a big step into becoming like an official dad is to wear something embarrassing. So. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, two things come to mind when I see this this awesome gift. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um. It is wrapped for those people. Obviously, this is a great radio show and not uh, a visual thing, mm -hmm. but it, the, the, the waste part, as you can see, is oh, yeah. still packaged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still packaged. Meaning, we're, we're not clear if this uh, this can fit around the yeah, old... This is uh, a double XL or triple <laughs> XL. The... You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's like uh, I'm sure we could get like another band 
like a different oh wait and then we could do like doublet like if it's a double seatbelt i'm sure we could do that that'd yeah. be fine no that's i, I never thought about putting a, a double a double belt on this that, back. that could uh, you know they have them and they must have them yeah because uh, you know pictured it seems like a pretty slender individual so that's true we'll, that's it's always like that the sizes never work out for me but it's fine it's the thought that counts and you can always like you know put it over your shoulder you know whatever you want it's fine um i do i do want to get to know you yes a little bit and i have have some questions the the hope is that we sort of use these questions to get right at like down to who you are as a person understood deep down what do you say we get to know you so my first question i want to know if you were to go camping what's your ideal camping setup like if i say you get to go camping, you get to pick what you do what is the picture in your head that's a great question because i as i think about that what you're asking me i think about kind of a flashback combined with the present so i think camping a decade ago would have looked a certain way and this is like my the tv show lost we're going from the present to the back we're, we're doing a little bit of a flashback <laughs> this, this is kind of a jj abrams yes. style answer excellent and what happened is you just flash back to dave zito about 18 pounds lighter yes a lot fuller head of hair one last x on the sweater a, a couple x's off the sweater uh-huh. and you know probably just more of a, a wilderness exploration um, a couple different uh, drinks and substances on the camping trip as well and trying to f- ha- have what would be more of your outdoors get lost kind of adventure style camping you're not trip. a glamper no no you like you like a rug- you're a rugged outdoorsman but here's where things kind of flash forward to the present oh gotcha now I I, the, I I don't I don't get outside the Irvine bubble very often. Sure. The only camping I'm doing is via Netflix, uh-huh. and I've been watching this really great show called Meat Eater. And Meat Eater. <laughs> yes, Meat Eater. Interesting. And um, this guy, he hunts to live, and he lives to hunt. That's, and let me tell you, that he, sounds incredible. He's in the woods, and since I've really been camping through Netflix, I have this idea that I would have a lot of firearms. Yes. I would sure. have the potential to... For safety or for fun? Um, probably for recreation. Okay, got it. Fair enough. And um, probably as a, as a tool to, to, to get the food we would need on the camping trip. Yes. So mm. this guy, Steve, in Meat Eater, he, um, he takes down big game, you know, elk... Uh, there's a couple. You're saying this is how you picture yourself camping? Yes. Like as you're taking down big game and living off the land. Right. So from my home in Irvine, California, I have this vision that uh, I, it's me, it's Jared, it's a couple other people. Yes. A lot of rounds of ammunition. Okay. Uh, this guy, Steve, is a guide. And us on like a hillside, glassing the whole hill to attempt to find some of this this big game that we would ultimately um, live to hunt and hunt to live. I am in. Will. I'm in for that. That's a, that's a great. That sounds fantastic. Um, okay, next question. We're back to the city life, and okay. I know I know you're you might be mayor of Irvine uh, in 2034. We're getting your campaign ready. Okay. Um, and I think about like the future. What the future is going. We're having to flash forward now. Mm-hmm. JJ Abrams flash mm-hmm. forward. And the question is, if if you ordered an Uber, and the car came driving up and it had no driver because it's a driverless car, this is the first time it's happened. To you, how would you feel about that? So uh, I think in kind of your your perfect Irvine that I would have created in, in the year mayor. 2034. Got it. 
in your first year, not in, even like a year later. You're number one. Oh, you're number you one. You know, there's going to be a lot of fancy cars out there, all self-driving, sleek, cool. That's just not me, though. Really? So in comes kind of a throwback at the, the point, which would be a 1986 Dodge Caravan oh, modified to futuristic self-driving capabilities. So it's like, wait a second. So that thing drives up. And you think mm -hmm. it's just a regular 1986 Dodge Caravan, mm -hmm. but it has mm -hmm. no driver. Correct. Maybe it has like Falcon doors. Yeah. Open up. It, it might, it, you know, there could be some door modification, but I just, I think of it as if, you know, right now, if somebody had, you know, one of those classic muscle cars from like the fifties, yes. you know, when I'm the mayor in, in, in 15, 20 years, it, yeah. that, that caravan is going to be. A classic. That's true. That's true. I agree with that. There was, I think, there was a Black Keys album that had like that Dodge Caravan on it, and it's iconic. Is that uh, what was the title of that album? El Camino, I think. El something like Camino. that. El Camino. But is that does that cover say like Thank you for listening to the Black Keys and it's blank? I, I believe so. No, no, no. I think they had one that had the cover, or maybe it was like the cover of a single. I don't know. But there was a Black Keys record on it that had that car that I think you're thinking of, and that is that is a classic. Yes. Um, just to add on to that, um, the Woodbridge High School Yearbook Committee of 1998 uh, did include the best vehicle of that year. A 1986 Dodge which Caravan. Which, in fact, was a 1986 Man. Dodge Caravan. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, what Next question. What's the last thing you checked off your bucket list? Ooh. Uh, I can tell you what you're thinking. The last one I did was over the holiday break. I got I flew a helicopter. I went and got like a lesson. It was awesome. And if I could fly helicopters all the time, if I could like right now just like pivot to a helicopter pilot, yeah, I would do it. It was so fun. Wait, tell me about you flew the helicopter. What does that mean? So you get a lesson and you go and you meet the pilot and they give you like some basic information, but it's just an introductory lesson. So they let you fly it, but it's like a student driver the 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 thing you move is called a cyclic mm -hmm. and it's on both sides so it's like you know when you learn to drive the the other person the car the the teacher has like the brakes just in case so he has the same stick that moves the helicopter and so like the really difficult part was hovering it's like very difficult to just hover and stay in one spot right so as you're he's like okay you try it and you start and like like the helicopter goes crazy to one side he goes taking over and just grabs it and just immediately moves it back <laughs> to where we started and then but then once you get going it's like pretty intuitive there's like a lot going on but it's it's not that bad once you're up in the air and so he's like go ahead and so you just take over he's like oh let's turn to the right and like let's go up and let's go down so so i'm sorry i flew a helicopter mm -hmm. is like a little bit of an exaggeration right but i was driving a helicopter while in flight this is a two-person helicopter? Two-person, like a little tiny helicopter. Yeah. It was is that great. a Long Beach or where? JFK. Or no, sorry, not JFK. Uh, John Wayne. Uh, John Wayne Airport. Yeah, John Wayne. Yeah, so they have you... a whole... You can get lessons. Highly recommend. I, I I don't know if I can top that answer. Well, it's not about topping. I just, I just want to know what's the last thing you just checked off your bucket list. It could be like went to a movie by myself yeah. or ate two four by fours in it. Like it could be anything. Those are, those are some, some pretty tall, some, some big checkoffs right, right there. Right. And uh, just while I'm thinking about it, I, I do only go to the movies by myself these days. Oh, so there you go. So you've checked that off. Correct. Uh, my wife and I, when we first met really enjoy, uh, or so I thought, I, I thought she was a big movie person because she would go and see all these different movies I would enjoy. 
And each time I would hear like a, a little red vines crinkle in the, out of the corner of my ear, or she would be checking a message or asking me a lot like, of questions. Like it happened to in, it like happened an increasing amount. So like first yes. time you went to the movies, she was all into it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was and slowly. Yeah, it, it was like I think Twelve Years a Slave was like one of the first movies we saw together, and it's very dramatic. And there was a, a tear like welling up in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, I I see a very bright light out of the like the corner of my eye, and lo and behold, it was her. I, I think sending like an emoji to a friend because she had completely checked out. And I I think what we've learned Twelve is, Years a Slave is a heavy movie to start off with. Yeah, in it, fairness to her, it, it, it was quite heavy. But when when you're kind of crinkling the uh, the Barnes and Noble bag or, or searching for that that milk dud at the wrong time, it can be it can be very distracting. Does it annoy you when people do that in movies? My sister, my sister, like that's the thing that makes her the most angry in the whole world is people in movie theaters like not not respecting movie theater etiquette. Well, I, I applaud your sister, yeah. and I think part of the problem is when you want to call somebody out on something, they're very quick to say, oh, you're just you're just a salty old guy, Dave. That That's what getting Has that old. happened to you? Yeah. No, they, they think I'm just this salty person that, uh, you know, is always so hard on everyone about everything. Do you, what's, what's the last time you, like, you, like, called someone out? What was, what was, like, the situation? I mean, was it, did you, like, yell at them? Was it a really minor thing, or were they, it was really obviously... They're doing the wrong thing. Like they had their they had their um, like screen to full brightness, and you're like, turn it on auto brightness. Like, what's wrong with you? You're in a dark place. I, I think we're gonna get in this topic uh, in a little bit later. Oh, and I still actually I can't think of the bucket list. I I I think I'd almost have to default to um, becoming a father because for me that was always really the end game. And That's a good one. It's this little Lucy Moon that I have on my hip at all times now. It's it's still a little surreal and you know you feel like you've always wanted that and you've been prepared and as it's happening you feel like you're taking these things on but um you know things i guess everything else has kind of slowed down which is why you've flown a helicopter and I, and I was able to go to the district and watch a movie by myself. Those are those are two very yeah, but well, right, well, right, well, right. I mean, I have a couple of thoughts. First of all, you also have a new fanny pack on your hip at all times. Um, you're welcome. But I mean, I I I go fly a helicopter because I don't have a daughter. Right. And I think that's like culturally, we're both okay with the fact that your life now revolves around a tiny human. That's like sort of important, I think. Yeah. I, I Whereas my life revolves around me, which sounds great for me, but I think, you know, culturally and societally speaking, you're doing a better job here. Well, I wouldn't go that far. And I think we, we could also, I see two worlds colliding here because I was saying camping and hunting trip. You're saying helicopter. Together. I fly the helicopter to the camping trip. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I would love this. That's so good. When we could eat some meat or be a meat eater, whatever you said before. Correct. Firearms. Um, this and helicopters. Uh, just, just your normal, average American weekend right there. Correct. July Fourth weekend for sure. Okay, I, I have, I have some more questions. We might come back, um, but I do want to play a little game of Would You Rather. I'm in. I thought of some things, and we'll get into the first one. Is we're gonna, we're gonna bring back our Slytherin house conversation. Okay. So the first question is: Would you rather live a life of fame and wealth, or live in Harry Potter's world? Well, that's kind of a trick question because I currently live in Harry Potter's world. And those of us who (laughs) maybe, you know, there's... No, no, no. Physically live in Harry Potter's world. 
not not like in your brain. I physically live in Harry Potter's okay, world. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, so so you're saying so would you rather change now to a life of fame and wealth or are you happy in Harry Potter's world? Well, I think to extend on that question, while we live in Harry Potter's world, I do not possess the skills of a wizard or a witch. Ah. So, although we're in their world, yes. I, for example, I don't... You're still a muggle. I'm still a muggle. That's the only word I know about her. I can't attend Hogwarts. You know, I, I can't go to Diagon Alley. We, I can't do these different things. Gotta so, get Universal for that. If you go to yeah. Universal, that like counts. I, I don't know. My, my sister-in-law went there, and she was not a Harry Potter person, and they chose her. And she got a wand, and they now she shows her. What does that mean? I, I think they get to make a you wand for like oh. probably some sucker who's going to pay fifty dollars for a wand. Sure, but sure. Um, Worth now, it. now she's a big Harry Potter person because of the wand. Because of the fifty dollar wand, and that's... because she, because she was chosen for the wand. It was a big crowd, and she's uh, uh, just a, a thirty-two year old from Irvine. I don't know why they chose her, but um, she, she has just, like she just looked like she needed some magic in her life, and clearly that was the case. I, I I agree. She's she's very into it now. But um, okay, well, what, what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing because this is what we're talking about. Is yeah. Uh, would I, I rather? Heard, well, yeah, but I heard. I, I'm more interested now in the Slytherin thing. You said you're Slytherin, so I only read the first book, so I don't totally know. Okay. And I just took the Pottermore test, and I got Ravenclaw. Uh huh. Very obvious. Um, but our friend Lindsay said I was more of a Gryffindor, and I don't know what that means. Um, but she, well, I I think I can explain it to you. Okay, tell me. And do you th- do you think Ravenclaw is accurate? Here's the thing. I think that when it comes to the four houses, I think everyone pos- it, it kind of falls into all four. Sure. At some level. Sure. Sure. Well, there's certain people out of a hundred, they might be a hundred percent Claw or a hundred percent Puff or, or Gryffindor or Slytherin, while others kind of have. Oh my gosh, you're almost like kind of broken down very evenly across right on the, the houses right on the line could be anywhere and i think that would you rather and if you answer uh-huh. this question i think we'll get to the bottom of this for you okay would you rather be the i don't want to say this word properly is it valedictorian 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 yeah correct would you rather be the valedictorian mm-hmm. of your high school uh-huh or be the ASB president? Um, that is a tough question. Uh, I'll say valedictorian. You belong in Ravenclaw. Okay, really? Really? Interesting. Yes. It's so crazy that it's just that one question. No, it's... <laughs> it tell you everything um, you need to know. We could actually make quite a bit of money with that. That question of would you rather was more accurate than the Pottermore reading of you. Really? We've wow. Just, well, we actually, we haven't... Is it, does it matter that I hesitated at all and had to think about it? Or does it matter? It's fine, because oh, I it, chose... It absolutely mattered. Oh, really? I that's was watching of, oh, every part. single thing oh, you just oh, did that's right part. Wow. Um, do, you, do you think you could pick out, like, if you... Like, you could pick out the people you know. You could be like, you, you're in this one, you're in this one, you're in this one. I think certain people would absolutely be easier than others. Oh, got it. There's some people that are on the line. Yes. Do you have more respect for the people that can move to different houses that are on the line or do you really like the people that are like a hundred percent well let me ask you this would you rather yes have a sixth grader who was incredibly talented at one subject oh no no the other way yeah the other way yeah yeah for sure got it that's a good that's a good one that's a good one okay um next would you rather um would you rather be able to speak all foreign languages so anyone who came up to you 
you could understand and converse with easily um, or be able to talk to animals. You know, that one is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of research for this. Shoot. Uh, I, I think I would probably go with the languages. Interesting. However, when you mentioned the animals, it kind of went on a different mm-hmm. wavelength mm-hmm. because are, are we talking about like the movies where, you know, it, or have you seen Up, the um, yeah. Pixar movie Up? Yes, with the dog. With the dog, right? And yeah. he has that little collar. And he starts going like, hey, I'm Doug. Yes. You're yes. saying that's how I communicate with them? You No, you'd communicate and be able to understand them. It'd be like talking to a human. And you would just like you'd just be able to converse with them. Not necessarily. I, I think it'd be more like the movies where they have like the intelligence of like a human rather than like what we assume the intelligence of a dog is where they only say, hey, I'm Doug. Okay. So it wouldn't be like a talent where... I could talk to these animals and be the only person on the planet who goes, hey, guess what? Uh, Timmy the dolphin over here just said this. No, that would be it. I, I can do that. You can do that. Oh, then it's absolutely the animal. The animals because... one. Yeah, that's cool. There was a TV show called Sequest. Oh, I know Sequest. Sequest with um, like Roy Schneider. And there was the kid, it was like there was like a brainiac kid. Yeah. And his big contribution was that he could, he made like a thing that the dolphin could communicate so they could send it out on missions. That was a good show. I need to watch that again. Yeah, I think as you're getting to the next question, it's also interesting because there's certain things that when you speak with people who don't speak your your language, yes. you read their cues, right? Like, oh, yeah. man, they kind of have these certain body language. Yeah, you have to fall back on that. Right. And the animal, we do that all the time. True. Um, I was uh, in San Francisco visiting my sister this summer, and we were, we were walking on Treasure Island, which is the, in the, in the, the island in the middle of the oh. Bay Bridge. And we were like just looking around and we walked past a group of geese, a gaggle, a gaggle of geese. A gaggle. And, you know, we apparently infiltrated their territory. Uh Uh-oh. And they like sort of come at you, but it is very aggressive. Like it is, it like, it is like physically upsetting to you when they like, they sort of like, they get in like an aggressive posture and it is incredible. It is is very intimidating. You would not, I wouldn't thought that had never happened to me before. But with like 40 geese, like all like their heads all turn at the same time. Yeah. And they like sort of like their, their necks sort of go down and their shoulders come up and they like come out. Like I was, I was, that was shocking. Well, I, I, that doesn't sound too surprising to me because. That I got to talk about geese. Well, the, the geese, the gaggle, but clearly um, in such motion pictures as the mighty ducks. Oh, that's true. I mean, you can't score a goal unless you get in that flying V. That's true. You're right. And when uh, Estevez gives that, you know what? We're ducks, and I'm going to go ahead and show you this uh, really cool green jersey that looks yep. a little dorky. Yep. Um, guess what? No one messes with a duck. You want to know why? Because you mess with one, you mess with all of them. <laughs> and that's how they get the wrong side of the tracks hockey team. Ducks fly together. Yeah. Flying V. I mean, that's how they score the goals. That's right. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene. I was just watching D2. Oh, D2 is horrible. How dare you, first of all. <laughs> D2 is awful. How dare you. Second of all, um, there's a great scene. They're like, you know, they're in like the last period and they're losing to the Iceland team. Oh, those And Iceland. they have to win. Icelandic the Iceland. People. I know. It's, wow. it's so hard. Um, but they said they were doing like the ducks fly together and yeah. they went through like the whole list. They're like, when, when like the, you know, when, when things are down and not looking up, and they would go, when ducks fly together, and they all go through this, like, like 10 people say a different one, 
And it was like an incredibly magical moment, and I can't believe that you missed that. I think I, I have control alt deleted D two from my, my memory. <laughs> However, I, I, I Did I, you see D three? I, I I They're at a high school. They they've been to high school. Yeah. And they're all they're all freshmen. <laughs> and they they make the J V hockey squad and they they're going against the varsity team. Wow. They're, so they become the underdog. That's the thing is like in the other ones, they're like the fa- like in the first movie, they're the underdog team. Right. Against the Hawks. Well, I mean the Hawks. I mean they have twenty two district championships. Right. It's, it's crazy. Right. And di- whether they like District Five or something. Yeah, District Five. You know, I had twenty two championships, and I mean, their their slogan is "It's not worth winning if you can't win big." That's I mean, that true. makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> Um, that's that's absolutely true. But they so in the second one though, <laughs> they're the favorites and have to live up to that. Oh man! But then now we're going back. Third one, they go no. Let's go back to the original movie. Let's be the underdogs. Right game. now we're on so the wrong the side JV of the tracks. Team. The again. JV team against varsity at this like private school. Man, that was good. Can you imagine it. the guy that was was just kind of like living the fame of of Mighty Ducks? And he goes, his agent calls, and D two comes out, and he's really stoked about it, and he's. But then when D3, he still hasn't gotten a job. You know, he's trying to get in the local commercial game or doing something, or he's just going to work at Costco, and he gets that call. And they go, guess what, buddy? D3 has been green lit. You're back. You are back. (laughs) And he's like, do it for me, Jimmy. Do it. And they're like, quack, (laughs) quack, 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 go ducks. Oh, yes, and, and Jimmy's like 24 years old at that point. <laughs> but still rocking and still able to look like he's a JV player. Yes. Okay, correct. last last would you rather question. Um you have to just, you have to just answer this one. No explanation because this is a, this is a weird one. Um would you rather be stuck in a broken elevator or stuck on a broken ski lift? Just say your answer. Ski lift. Why? For sure. Why? The, the elevator, I think, just has such a... It's a death trap. I mean, the, the elevator... Claustrophobia the claustrophobia aspect I can't even stand in a moving elevator, let alone a broken elevator. You I don't mean, like I mean, use the stairs lift, all the time? I, I think I could. they could say we're down for 12 hours. I Open just, air. I outside. Yes, I agree. That's true. If the if the snow's, like, deep enough, you could probably just, like, sort of, like, shimmy your oh, way down totally. and drop. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, and every anyone who's been on a ski lift, I mean, you've obviously made an escape plan in your mind should yes. that have ever happened. Sure. Because you go, what I would do is I'd shimmy, I'd do this. Yes, that's happened. I'd, I've picked up my spot there in that snow right there. <laughs> I'm yeah, going for it. I'm doing it. Totally. If I have my friend go first and we just sort of I land on that person yeah or somehow Whatever. macgyvering the equipment to get a soft oh, yeah, landing good call. That's right. i mean there's the possibilities are endless okay that was that was wonderful um i have some top stories of the day top stories i, I just want to get your opinion on these things um these are both in the la times today and they sort of bring up interesting points the first one i'm just going to read you the title it's called endangered bighorn sheep share a controversial lush life on the greens at La Quinta's desert golf courses. Okay. So I have lots of questions, including are bighorn sheep native to La Quinta? <laughs> like, did they exist there before La Quinta? Are they moving in? Why are they endangered? I have a lot of questions. But the real question I'm after is, as, as we as humans have this problem all the time, and we all know that like we're the cause of so many extinctions, what do we do? They just show a bunch of pictures of like these sheep 
on the golf course and people are just like happily swinging away. Hmm. But I bet if I stopped all those people at Ralph's and said like, will you give me $5 to protect endangered big horde sheep? They'd be like, yes. But when they, when they intrude on my golfing weekend out in Palm Springs. So that's the thing. What do we do about this? I, I think that when it comes to the animal conservation, um, whether it be bighorn sheep or really any other um, creature on this earth, you know, you have to look at the solutions and, and what can really be done. I, I think in this case, the golf course is, you know, maybe just a temporary home, I'm assuming, for these bighorn sheep because I've seen deer or other animals on golf courses before. Yeah. And you kind of go like, oh, my God, there's a deer right there. And you kind of wait for it to pass. And then you take out the seven iron. That's true. But, um, That's true. In this particular case, a, a bighorn, you know, is kind of a big game animal. Yeah. And I do think that their numbers are scarce, as this article is saying. So you would think that some form of agency or power would, would kind of step in and say, guys, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and shut down this uh, country club and, and get these sheep to where they need to be. I don't think so. Long term. I, I think the country club is going to ship them out. To where? So it, the country club doesn't care. They just want them out. Yeah, because that's it's probably causing a problem on the course. I'm sure. It's like slow down, then people don't want to go there, then it gets bad press. You just got to get them out. That's what the country club would say. Not what I would say. That's the country club would say. How are they going to get them out? Um, like a, a clever diversion that gets them into a truck, just like would be in like a movie, you know? <laughs> are, are you picturing you and I on, on two horses with a lasso I'm, and I'm, some rifles? What, I, what I am picturing is an incredible weekend where we fly the helicopter <laughs> yeah. with the, the guy who does the show meat eater and mm-hmm. we have, we do some big game hunting yeah, or like pretend hunting where we just like, you know, we make like a watermelon with a face on it and we go like, oh, that's an elk. And then we shoot you it know and what we I miss three times, but then I hit it and then we're... I think we could absolutely, we get Steve from, from Meat Eater, yes. your helicopter, me, yes. we get the firearms, Yes. and what you're describing is called a decoy, so I'm, I'm yes. learning all the lingo of the big game hunt, yes. and the bighorn is an animal that I've seen him take down, so That's insane. we film the whole thing, we put a little decoy out on the ninth fairway, attract all the bighorns, we use our calls, that's what they call them when they go like, you know, they make those, those animal noises, Yes, yes, yes. and all the bighorns... And then instead of shooting them, we would we would have a giant net. I mean, right? Yeah. Get them in the truck. A giant net or something like a like a pit. Oh, where you you want to have like a false ground? Yeah, so no, <laughs> false ground. Yes, yes. And then they step on it and, and fall But in. like they don't get hurt. It's like a bounce house underneath. Okay. And they go or like it's it's that's the thing. It's like the slide. Like they they run in a particular direction, and they're they're go their eyes are up because they're looking at food hanging. But mm-hmm. it just sort of falls out, and they slide down the bounce house, and then they go up, and there's, like, a truck there. And they go to, like, a magical place where they can live their life. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a more ideal world, we, we'd have the, the the little thing from Men in Black that erases their memory. That's true. And it would be the yes. bighorn version, and just it would, it would delete their memory. Can you imagine they have, like, a briefcase, and they're like, here's the human <laughs> one, here's, like, the bighorn yeah. sheep, here's, like, the starfish one that erases them. They're oh, like, exactly. where's bighorn sheep? Did so- someone took this out of alphabetical order. How am I supposed to find this? <laughs> okay, next next topic. Very important. Um, we're seeing uh, Los Angeles make a big bid for the Olympics in 20, 20, 2024. Ooh. And I was just reading the article today is about how they're going to try to do, if they get it, they want to do like the opening ceremonies at, at both the LA Coliseum 
and the new like Rams and Chargers stadium. Mm-hmm. They want to do them both at the same time and like link them. And so there's like two opening ceremonies hot, but it's one opening ceremony. So the question is, is as I think about the Olympics in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and I think about the last Olympics and how like you could watch literally every single sporting event on TV. It was on like all MSNBC and NBC and CNBC and True TV and blah, blah, blah. It goes on yeah, forever. Totally. So the question is, if the Olympics were right in your backyard in LA, would you go to see a live event? Totally. I think that the Olympics is something that, you know, you know, we talk about the bucket list and I, I, that's a specific event that, you know, the World Cup or the Olympics, I think I've probably got to get to sooner rather than later. And I wouldn't necessarily want to see the opening ceremony, which but, is what but I guess a, you're But talking an event, about. you think? But totally an event. What event? I think if you could go to one... And this rhythmic summer gymnastics. Games, summer rhythmic, games? Rhythmic or? gymnastics. The rhythmic gymnastics is pretty pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. But that's the thing. If you go to the live event, it's not. I don't think it's the same experience. I don't know. But that's what I wonder, is what events are really great to see live hmm. versus 40 different angles of the twirling... Uh, like baton they don't do baton they do like that the the ribbon and like yeah. the cool ball like it's incredible that's but you, true but that's the thing i don't know well, so what event looks great here's an interesting question for you this past summer games i was incredibly fired up with swimming at first and yes. here's why you know i got i got the 18 year old blondie wagging a finger winning gold medals oh she was great that's all this right. crazy I remember that. stuff was going down and i was like yes. man i'm really fired up but then by like the what felt like the hundredth swimming race, mm-hmm. I go, I, I don't care about this other person swimming. As a swimmer, is that the way you feel about watching these or does it get a little redundant? Um, I, I enjoy the, the soap opera of it. And anytime they have like a little more soap opera, I enjoy it. It's, it's less of the actual swimming and more of the soap opera part, just like you like, mm-hmm. I think. But, um, um, but I liked, I mean, Katie Ledecky, yeah. was crushing everyone and one of her swims she won by like you know like a ridiculous amount like her 800 i think was she won by like a whole lap almost like which yeah. is ridiculous totally but i still watched it i think that, that the drama of that she's so great or the problem is is that we were so spoiled by phelps right the last two olympics that he's especially in 2008 when he wins eight like every night yeah they, there was a phelps story and it was like can he win the gold well then there's gonna be like a hangover for a couple olympics Totally. Because of that, we need a, we need a new like megastar, and Ryan Lochte sort of ruined everything. Social media roll call. Social media roll call. I want to talk about your social media. Specifically, I just want to go through and see what social media is. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. People make different decisions on this. Um, so let's just do. Let's just go through it. So number one, do you have an Instagram? No. Do you have Twitter? Yes. One. I have one Twitter, yes. Um, do you have Facebook? Yes. Snapchat? No. Um, fascinating. So the real question is, why no Instagram? I, I've i never been a big picture guy. Got it. Um, same thing with Snapchat? Yeah, and my brother works for Snapchat, and he's and you, does running he bu- an entire... Does he bug like, you about it? Well, the, him and they all wear their glasses now, and they're all doing these the funny spectacles. things. Yes. And I go, why... In the world would I wear these stupid glasses and 
try to like put these like funny faces on other people. This does he bug you about? Does he try to get you to do it? He, he tried once because he was not on social media before he worked for them. Now oh, he has to do it. Got it. Interesting. Fascinating. Okay. Um, thank you for that. That was that was really good. Wait, there's one more thing though. Yeah. So um, on the social media front. I hated taking pictures, but I got this new phone um, four days ago, uh-huh. and ever since I've gotten it. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed you you dropped the uptick. iPhone. You dropped the iPhone, and the <laughs> iMessage was gone. That's how I knew. Yeah, the uh, this thing has a camera assistant, and I'm telling you, Jared, this assistant it knows me. Really? Yeah, like I'm talking about photos, filters, and I wake like up each su- day. It suggests things to you. It goes, "Hey, Dave." I made a couple things for you. Oh, oh, oh! This is the Google thing. It has like animations or yeah, albums. Yeah, animations, it for you. albums. Yes. Um, let me just show you one of the animations. So what you're saying out. is, when Google made this stuff, it was made for you, basically. I, I think it was made exactly for somebody like me who hated to take a picture, but then wait a second. Hey, Dave, we've got an idea for you. What if we make you this cool animation? Check it out. Oh, that's oh, that's your DJ light up Santa. Oh, that's really good. And see how good. it's sparkling. I d- it is sparkling. Your yeah. smile is sparkling too in that one. Yeah, no. And the, see how see how much rooms in that sweater. It looks a little big on me, doesn't it? It does look really big. They got a size too big for sure. It looks a little loose. It does. does it, it needs not? to be tighter and more yes. form fitting for sure. That's a great. That's really interesting. That was a great. That was, oh, that's a nice picture. Good for you. Um. Okay. Moving on. That's really interesting to know. Um. I have one of my favorite things. I'd like to do on my bucket list mm-hmm. is to do like a slam poetry reading of of like music lyrics. And that'd be funny. Just Did you up. just say a slam? What does that mean? Slam poetry. <laughs> slam slam, po- slam like, poetry. Like onyx slam? I don't know what that is, but it's like it's like you just go and you just you just kill it. Like you're just really good at poetry. <laughs> that's, I think that's what it means. Um, so anyway, I just would like to just take like like random lyrics of a songs, but just like perform them as a poet. Rather than sing them, okay. mostly because I can't sing. This is like a way I could get that out. I fo- I follow. I, in, I, yeah. I understand now. Anyway, I want to just I want to just I want to just try that out with you, but I want you to try to finish the lyrics. So I, I've picked two songs, and I'm okay. gonna start the lyrics, and you're gonna finish it if you can. And I I hope you can because I try I tried to make it hard because I know you're big into music. Yeah, you can go two, then I'll go two, and see if you can finish the lyrics. Oh, okay, good. That'll be fun. Um, right, we'll do one and one. Okay. One, 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 two, okay, so the first one ready goes like this. I'm giving you a big hint because we're giving away the song. Okay, it goes, we're running with the shadows of the night. Wait, hold on. So, baby, take my hand. I, I'm really drawing a blank here. I'm, I'm, Do you know what song that is? I, 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 on Throne. I, it's, I, it's called Shadows of the Night by Pat Benatar. Oh, okay. See, I do it without the melody. It's really hard. Without the melody. It's and, really hard. And I was thinking modern. I didn't so realize we were going back. Oh, yeah. Um, so it goes, we're running with the shadows of the night. So baby, take my hand. It'll be all right. Surrender all your dreams to me tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They will. I, I, I'm so lost right now. I'm very lost. Come true in the end. I, I love Pat Benatar, too. This is embarrassing. It's, no, it's hard. The, no melody. It's hard. It's okay. We'll go. I have another one for you. Are, wait, are um, we talking about the person who does Barracuda? Or wait, is, or is Barracuda a heart song? Barracuda's a heart song. Yeah, so it's hard. But that one, Shadows of the Night's really good. You'll, if you heard it, you would know it immediately. Okay. That's why this is a hard game. Okay, next one. Um, another, I'll give you a hint, it's an old song too. Okay. It says, what would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up 
Okay, so this one I know, and I think So of, to finish it, what would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and... And walk out with me? Walk out on me. Walk Nicely done. Okay, we'll continue. Lend me your ears, and I'll... Sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Nicely done. Nicely done. See, that was good. That one was a little easier for yeah. me because I think of two versions, right? Yes. Some people go Beatles. Others Joe go... Crocker. For the late Joe Crocker. Yeah, that's right. Which, man, rest in peace, Joe. Yeah, good one. Good one. Good for you. Um, do you want to do one for me? I do. Okay. But now, now I didn't realize we were going to this very obscure, like, classic rock genre. No, it can be anything. I just picked that. I just picked that just because I thought it'd be random. Okay. It can be anything. I'm going to do some slam poetry. Yes. Let's see if you can, you can get it. Okay, great. Can't wait. I just met you. And this is crazy. Um, so come on over and call me maybe. <laughs> Close. What was it going so here's my number. Here's my so number. Call, call me maybe. maybe. Okay. I, got, I, got the, I got the song. You got the it. Song. You, got it. you good. nailed it. You that nailed it. Good. That was a good one. Um, as you were saying it, I, I started to hear it. I started to hear what it was. That was really good. I know. I think I, I think I threw I get I made it too easy because I kind of ended the line, the stanza a little yeah, too that's, strong. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do I, you have, do you I have slammed it. Do you have another do you have another one for me? Yeah. You'll have yeah to. I think so. Okay. What would I give if I could live out of these waters? Um no idea. Absolutely right. blank. I'll do a different part of the same song to okay. see if we can identify it. Yes. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Nope. No idea. Have you ever seen Disney's The Little Mermaid? <laughs> I have seen The Little Mermaid. I, I did not recognize those lyrics. I still don't quite. Um, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Oh, uh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Good for you. Jared, wouldn't you think my collection's complete? <laughs> that was amazing. That was that was an excellent choice, by the way, of all the songs you could have picked. I that thought was you would have nailed that one. I did I was going to go easier, I but... Didn't. No, that's hard. I tried to reach there. Okay, we're going to go back to just knowing you a little bit, and I want to know a quality that makes you remarkable. Hmm... What's something that makes you remarkable? I, I, I said this a little last time, but uh, I think something I'm really good at, it doesn't have to be something like incredible, but something yeah. I'm really good at is like I, my digital organization of things yeah, is totally. fantastic. My physical folders in like file cabinets is horrendous, but I have incredible amounts of very organized things in digital form. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. I what's interesting is I don't know that that's what I would have said. Man, Jared Gray does a lot of great things and he's a remarkable guy because of his digital storage and I organization. Know, I know. That's a surprise. That's the thing. It's like a surprise. Seems like kind of a robotic answer. <laughs> but <laughs> I but think, true. Uh, for me, it's, it comes down to more about what we spoke about earlier. We talked about the Pottermore quiz. We talked about some people are very good at one thing and other people seem to fall into a lot of different buckets. And I've noticed that um, even with someone like my wife or people who have known me for a long time, they'll say, yeah, you should really get to know this guy, Dave Zito. And then they'll finish the sentence with a specific skill that they think I'm good at. Yes. Yet, if you talk to 10 different people that have known me for 20 or 30 years, it's possible that they would say um, they would say 10 different things. Yes. And I so think you're, you think your superpower is that you are multi-talented. 
Right. It's, that you can you can you can wear many hats. It's the it's the multiple hat, despite my head being an, an incredibly large there size. There are still lots of hats that fit. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a lot of very oversized hats that I, I think I can wear. That's yes. a good one. That's the, being multi talented. That's that's like its skill in and of itself. Having lots of talents is also a talent. Yeah, I think that's what my answer would be. Oh, good one. Okay, moving on. Um, I, I want to just have a little conversation about some things in the world that I either like or don't like. Okay. And I, well, I'm going to mention them, and then you're going to guess if I like them or don't like them. We'll talk about them. Who's that things I like or I don't like? Okay, yes. so first one. Things I like or I don't like. Christmas lights on houses after New Year's. I would guess that you like them. Why do you think that? I think because you are the type of person that, A, throws back to the good old Woodbridge days where people really went big on the lights. And I view you as the type of guy that has maybe attempted to put these lights on the house before, or maybe still does. Not even attempted, but is a lighting, you know, kind of install type of guy. So you realize once you go big, you've got these lights on the house... You you don't you're not taking them down on January second. I mean, come on. Did you ever watch Home Improvement with Tim the Toolman Taylor, yeah, totally. where they have like the lighting contest? That's what you picture as yes. me. Yes. Um, I am not like that, but that was a great answer. Um, I I love lights. I think like, Christmas is so fun and like magical, and the lights are magical that if people left them up, I would not care. There might be like one week in April where I was like, oh, really. But honest, but I probably wouldn't. Then in like, but like in June, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for Christmas again. It's time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. Christmas lights. All right, interesting. That was a really that was you was very thought out. No, I, well, I was saying you would like them. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, that was very thought out. The reasoning I was impressed oh, by that. Okay, good for you. Next one. Um, n- do I like this or don't like it? Netflix binge watching, and I I want to be specific. I, I, do I like it or don't like it compared to what life was like when you couldn't do that? Like where it was like weekly episodic TV only. I think you, I think you're a judgmental guy. So you would base, (laughs) you would, you would base your answer on what series the person was binging. So what, I guess what Mm. I'm saying Mm. is you go, wow, Zito's been uh, binging some show called Meat Eater. I'm a little frightened of him. I'm not frightened. That, I'm not frightened. That. That's great. Whereas if, was great. if I would have come in here and said, you know what? I, I, I've been binging some Kardashians. You go, what is I'd this go, guy Great doing? job. Way to go. Uh, so that's interesting. You're right. I guess maybe it would depend on what the show is. But my, my, I actually do like that you can just watch shows straight through because that experience of the show and being able to watch it all together is different than watching it week to week. You know, I think you can, there's a lot more you can do with it. And that's, that's really cool. But I do sort of miss where it was like, oh, it's lost night, Wednesday night. Yeah. You know, and now you can DVR anything and on demand and Netflix. And I, and I do miss that sort of like weekly, I don't know if that's like an OCD thing. I'm not really sure. Uh, Well, I think there, there was just a certain event. I mean, we still have things like the Super Bowl or other things that have to happen at a particular time. And if you miss the Super Bowl, then it's over. You can't on-demand That's it. That's true. That's true. So, well, you could, but you already know the result. Right. It's not the same. And now we're going to get to have the party, and we're going to get to have that moment where, hey, we're kind of planning this event, and it becomes sort of this event. And, and I mean, I can remember as recently as, like, the, the original 24. Yes, yes. I was living over in, in Hollywood, and me and, like, 11 of my buddies would have, like, 24 nights. 
We do. I do Walking Dead night still. Yeah. I do Walking Dead night. So that's. So I guess. I, I guess it still happens. That's true. Hmm. And I guess maybe they're a little more special because you, if you really, if you pick one of those, that's like a big deal. Oh yeah, and there was also a, a spoiler factor, right? Because if you took it upon yourself to watch Twenty Four live, and some idiot like went like, "Oh my God, can you believe President David Palmer was shot?" Yeah, yeah, you know? that's true. What is your problem, <laughs> yeah, man? That's true. How dare but you? But there man. was nowadays. It's like, all right, can I talk about Game of Thrones, or am I going to offend yeah. the person who that's true. was planning on binging it this weekend? Yeah, that's true. Uh, interesting. Okay, last one for yeah. things I like or I don't like. Um, award season. Awards meaning Golden Globes, Emmys, Oscars. No, hate it. You've got to hate this one. The award season is awful. I just, I, I used to love movies and awards, but now the, the political game, the, I mean, you're not a political guy, are you? I love awards. No, no way. No way. I, I, I really, no. Love, I really You feel like you know a guy. I really like you awards. You feel season. like you know a guy. Let me, let me, I will expand a little bit because that, it's not the wrong intuition you had. Um, uh, I am not going to attend your, your Oscars <laughs> party. <laughs> it's going to be you crazy. Can it's gonna you're going to lose that. You're going to miss the moment. You're going to lose that. I'm going to lose that invitation in the mail. <laughs> um, the, the Grammys is my favorite. Is that oh, the get? Grammys is the worst. The Grammys is my favorite. We're music guys. To live a Grammy moment. Oh man, these Grammy moments. There's this the collaborations are so good. Love it. But the the other ones that you're more surprised about probably, Oscars, Emmys, Golden Globes. I, it's like um, it's sort of like a guilty pleasure. Like I just watch it. I don't really watch it to pay attention, but I just yeah. like I enjoy the, the like, the spectacle of it. Even though I think it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. I do enjoy, I do enjoy it. I, I I can't believe that answer. Are you flabbergasted? I, I think the next thing you're going to tell me is that D3 is your favorite of the series. Oh, no. It's the first one for sure. Okay. 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay, just making sure. Just want to do a little what speech was, what was the What was the Hawks uh, line? It's not worth winning <laughs> if you can't win big. Yeah, how could you go against that? I, I mean, I feel like I, I, I'm i lost right now. More so than the Pat Benatar moments. Yeah. The you like award show awards, moments. The whole season. The whole award season. It's great. It's so weird. Okay. Anyway, let's move on from that. I have I have some trivia. Okay. Speaking of movies. Trivia. Yes. This is. I'll give you the category first. It's '90s movie trivia. Okay. And I, I didn't. I tried to pick like sort of hot, hard ones, but we'll see. Okay. Because I don't. I don't know if I would have gotten these. The first one, I don't think I would have gotten. So, question one: Who ordered the code red in A Few Good Men? Um, that's Jack Nicholson. Ordered the code red. You get you get you get a uh, correct answer for saying that. Do you remember his character name? That's for bonus points. Well, his Tom Cruise's character is Kathy. That I know for sure. Yes. Um, Markinson. No, that was that Jessup. was Jessup. Oh, Jessup. Oh wow, <laughs> very good. Colonel Colonel Jessup. Colonel Nathan Jessup. Or the code red. Wow, good job. Yes, that, that's incredible. Okay, next one. Um, at what speed? Would the bus blow up in the movie speed? This one is tough because I want to say one of two answers. And the problem is it was incredibly unrealistic how that bus, driven by Sandra Bullock. So good. Um, I, I, I want to say 45, but... So you're close. Is you're, it 55? It's No, it's not. But you're, I know what you're thinking because what happened was is it got armed when it went above 50 miles an hour. But it would detonate if they went below fifty miles an hour. Oh, so that's what you're thinking 50. with the forty-five. So it's fifty miles an hour, but man, the suspense of that movie. Well, I I think that but they're just on a bus for two hours. Can we do a quick Keanu Reeves impression off? Sure. All right, so I'm I'm gonna go first. I have to think of can, one. I have to think of one. You okay. can go second. Well, I was gonna use speed just as as yes. the example. Because 
that guy pulls a gun on him, right? And he goes, no, stop. I'm not here for you. Let's not do this. That was a really good one. I think. See, if, I'm putting it down now. If you, I'm not a cop. I can't. I can't. We're just two cool guys. I can't live up to that one. That was. We're so just good. two cool guys. That was incredible, Dave. Let's hear your Keanu. I don't have. A, I can't do better than that. If I just did that, no, stop. <laughs> like that would be enough right there. That could be from any movie. I am an FBI I am agent. Not a cop right now. That's that's really good. That that was horrible. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Um, last one. This is a good one. Um, in the movie Office Space, yes, Jennifer Aniston works as a waitress in the in the restaurant Tchotchkes. Correct. How many pieces of flair does she have to wear? I want to say seventeen. Oh, that is really close. <laughs> is it eighteen? Fi- it's fifteen. Oh man, it's fifteen. But I, y- the thing was, is she got mad at a different waiter, Brian, because he wore thirty-seven pieces. Yeah, did you also know that that's Jennifer Aniston's brother that plays the role of Brian? I did know that. Yes, I did know that. He's he is a actor like uh, in and of, of himself. Yeah, um, Tchotchkes, huh? What's the name of the restaurant they have the lunch at? I have no idea. Flingers. Oh, Flingers. That's right. Dang, uh-huh. good for you. Flingers. Um, that was really good. And I did the other thing about um, speed. That was my favorite. Is that first scene when they talk about shooting the hostage? Mm-hmm. When they're, they're like going at the elevator shaft and they talk about shooting the hostage, and then yeah. he goes and he shoots the hostage. That was great. What great writing! Uh, that that's I, it's, they don't make them like speed anymore. They don't. They movies are not. They're totally different now. And I don't mean that as like an old curmudgeon. I mean that like as they're probably better, but they don't make movies like they used to. Well, also, does did Speed have a catchphrase? Or I'm like sure something- it did. What would be like the tagline for speed? It must be something about 50 miles an hour or like the bus blowing out. I don't know. That's a good question. Right? Because they used to have like a guy, a trailer voice guy that would describe the movies. And it'd be like in a world where buses are taken over (laughs) (laughs) and cops have to do this. And then they kind of, they've taken away the trailer where there's like a guy that talks. And those were the days, man. Um, I just Googled it. And there's a movie poster, and it says speed. First of all, it has, like, an incredible picture of Keanu Reeves. And then, like, a bus going over in the, the ramp, background. Right? Yeah. In the background is the bus is going through fire, which never <laughs> happened in the movie. <laughs> and the, and the, the tagline is, get ready for rush hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> incredible. Really good. <laughs> get uh, okay. ready for rush hour. Right? Right? It's so good. Okay, so we have to go through our last segment. Got it. Um, and it's I, I want to talk about something important. Okay. Like in the world. And then to balance it out, we need to talk about something not important. Okay, so important first. I want to talk about news as news versus news as entertainment. Hmm. And how these worlds have collided dramatically in the last several presidential cycles. And what this means for like news and the role of news in society and how Facebook is working on filtering out fake news and how fake news affects things and how do we how do we deal with the new America slash whole world where there is money to be made in news and that has made it like less of an incentive to make news programs have news rather than to have news programs have things you can click on or even like news sites where you can just say your news, but you just make clickbait to get people to click on it and share it on Facebook, and it has no basis in reality. That's, I mean, I think this topic could be the entire show for today, 
but I, I, I think that uh, the social media aspect's big and just the delivery of news in general that you look at what we even call news or how we receive news and how instantaneous certain news can be delivered. I think more of the big ticket items like something like, oh, wow, there was a, a shooting or some kind of tragic event. And typically it hasn't been vetted at all. I'll just hear about it from a guy they, who... They want to say it. Every news organ wants to be the first. Right. And it's a, it's a cell phone video yeah. or it was an Instagram or... And that's how we find things out now. And... I'm not sure. Is there a way to go back from this? Do we get back to you? Or is this just, we we have to become more careful consumers of news. Like that's going to be a new skill. You have to be as a, like, you know, in 10 years, we'll just be better at deciding what we should consume and, like, and not consume. I haven't even thought about it that way, but that's a good point. Similar to when we first had the internet and you were like, hey, you're not supposed to like click on this thing called a, a pop-up. And I was like, a pop what? You know? And yes. That was like a new concept. And you cannot email the Nigerian prince. Right. The Nigerian prince is not real. Yes. And we no, just, there was no lawyer friend who yes. is suing Microsoft. So over gonna... time, now we think that's ridiculous and we can sort of wade through that. So does that happen with news that in, in many years we'll be like, oh, do you remember when... They used to like try to call the elections, like, and they had they'd only counted two percent of the vote. Like, how ridiculous! I think so, but also even when you look at entertainment news like Sports Center, they don't deliver it the same way they did when, before social media. True. Now they'll go, wow, check out this Cavs game, and um, they'll they'll go to the most random person and just say, wow, Bubba Watson just did a hashtag, like. Yeah. Hashtag like great dunk LeBron. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, why in the world would me seeing a hashtag from Bubba Watson the golfer have anything to do with that slam dunk that LeBron James just did? Because they think that that's the way we like to get our news now. Is wow, that was a really reaction. We don't know reactions. Yeah, that's interesting. It's awful. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I really do wonder about that, and I wonder, do you does is there also a pushback from like new news organizations? Like Vice News, for instance, like has its Ooh. own show on HBO, and I th I think of them as a like really pure new news organization in the sense that they don't have like a twenty four hour channel, and they don't have like all the and because they're on HBO, all they have to answer to is HBO, and so I, that I feel like that gives them more freedom to be only focused on news. I also think that makes it hard for people to consume it because it's only on HBO and they tackle heavy topics and most people want light news yeah. with reactions from Twitter and things like that. So I, I just, I wonder about that. Like what's the pushback going to be? Well, is there a pushback of real news? And the other problem that we have is we know that traditional bastions of news were newspapers mm -hmm. and they were investigating and very journalistic. And as newspapers are less important in society who takes up the mantle of important investigative journalism like and who who checks our you know who who's checking on our culture it's a great question i think i have two counterpoints or additions to what you're saying the first is that um i think that you've had access to a, a very worldly news source when it comes to newspapers yeah uh here in irvine california None other than the Irvine World News. Um, the Irvine Police Blotter in the Irvine World News was always one of my favorites. Yes, the Irvine World News. A lot of people don't realize here in Irvine, we actually had a newspaper that's been reporting 
worldly news in oh, the yeah. form of the Irvine World News. Oh, yeah, that's great. And the second thing is similar to the news delivery of anyone and, you know, is, is kind of getting into that um, walk of life. Photography, it's the same thing to me. I think I used to call upon a professional to, to take a, a photograph and develop it and create a certain product. And, and I think everyone who has an iPhone 7 or better just goes, I, I'm now a professional photographer and I can now do this myself. And the access points of, wow, it used to be this very small group of journals, jur um, journalists created news in a certain way, in a professional way, in and a vetted way. you can create the news. Now I can create the and news. And I can report it and I can, yeah. Yeah, it used to be a couple people could, you know, I'd have to go down there and hire this photographer. Now it's like, wait, you've got an iPhone 7? Uh, now I'm a photographer. You know, it's the same thing. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see. Okay, that was really heavy. So we're going to balance this out. So I have another thing that's, that's not at all important. Um, and, it, and it goes back to the Oscar thing. Um, I, I know there's a big movie that you're really into right now that's going to be up from Oscars. It's called Moana. Correct. Um, and I want to know, that got me thinking about Disney princesses. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, who are your favorite Disney princesses? And well, what what stacks up one Disney princess over another? That's the other question. I think this is a great question. And first of all, you know, the fact that you were not able to identify part of your world, a great song by Ariel, the I, did, I didn't know. I know. And I mean, is she a princess? Yes, but she's also a mermaid. So I, I, she's a, was she a princess? King Triton oh, you're is right, her dad. You're right. Okay, man. that's right. That's of course right. she's a princess. I just thought, think of her in the mermaid sense, not as the princess sense, well, but you're right. Here's something that I've, I've actually thought King quite... King Triton is her dad. Yeah, no, King Triton's her dad. The, the one that always kind of gets me is the non-princess, Belle. But here's the problem. She's kind of a bookworm. But now, is being a bookworm more attractive in today's society as opposed to when they originally wrote that character and she's kind of like dorky? Oh. And you look at some of these other princesses, um, I guess you'd say Jasmine. Yep. But she she was kind of demanding and sort of had this big personality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she didn't even listen to her dad. I That's know. true. I, she's like, you can't control me. I mean, she just seems like someone I couldn't control at all. I, I think Jasmine's out. So you want so you're you're one of your qualifications for your favorite Disney princesses of people you could control. I, I think there would have to be some control. You could you, could, you could pull the strings. Yeah, I, I mean, Cinderella, wonderful singer. Sure. Loves to clean. I mean, she's she's up there. Wonderful singer, loves to clean. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> wonderful singer, loves to clean. Yes. And communicates with animals. I mean, you know, point talks to animals. Part, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's really I mean, good. who are we missing here? We've got well, Belle, there's lots of them. There's Cinderella. like, there's like, remember there's like Brave and oh yeah, I don't there's know. lots Mulan. There's like lots of Disney princesses at this point. I mean, you're Mul talking about Mulan passed for an ones. Asian male warrior. I mean, how? No, we can't. But she's she's a Disney princess in the in like in that universe. Like she's for sure a Disney princess. On straight looks. I would probably lean. I didn't. I didn't say that. You you said that one. <laughs> you you suggested that, that was the qualification. On straight attractiveness, I, I, we're I, talking I, about not real <laughs> cartoons, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I would go towards probably probably Ariel or Belle. Belle's a great choice. Kind Bell's, of come yeah. to my mind. Belle's one of my favorites too, for sure. Oh. 